The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Episode number 331 on the September 7th. 2023 opening night of the uh, NFL season. Another year's uh, come and gone for uh, non-football or for, for football fans. Now it's here. It is Christmas Eve for football fans. Dave, uh, this day is almost bigger than anything in uh, in sports, and not so much for, uh, for for actual football fans, but I think it's bigger for uh, the betting people out there and fantasy pools and blah blah blah. It's huge. Oh goodness! How many, how many office pools, friend pools? There's pools everywhere in fantasy. There is money being exchanged all over the place. I would, I would guess, I would hazard a guess that sixty percent of it is uh, out of the realm of the government purveyance. It's not uh, gambling, but like you know, football comes, people gamble, and you know what? If you're in a pick and pull every week. You're gambling. Yeah, it's crazy. Like we, uh, we'll get in the, in the NFL a little bit here. I, I went out for a couple of beers Dave, tonight, to, as I usually do before the show starts here, to get to the creative juices flowing a little bit there. And I was over at Mojo's there having a beer, and there were some, there was a lot, a lot of young kids in there having a good time, spending their uh, their hard earned uh, student loan money, <laughs> and then uh, and then there was a lot of older older gentlemen in there. There was baseball games on and and football game obviously as well. But th- there's a there is a an epidemic in this country. It's probably right across North America. And uh there is an epidemic young and old through through males throughout this uh throughout uh, North America. And I don't understand it for the life of me. I've never been this person. I never will be this person. But the epidemic of backwards hat guy has swept North America. I don't understand it for the life of me. I don't get it. In my 20s, I was a backwards hat guy. And I'm going to... Every time? 50-50. 50 During the day, backwards hat, going out, forwards hat. Or if I'm doing something. like if So I have that's to- backwards, though. Like, during the day, you should have had a, a forward hat on because the sun's out. During, during the night, you should have your hat on backwards. Well, I guess it was uh, kind of, yeah, it depends if I'm doing something because, you know, uh, when I became backwards hat guy, um, A, Ken Griffey was popular at the time, and B, I was a surveyor. And then so you can't look at look your through the, the total station or whatever Yeah, it was, with yeah. the bill, right. Yeah, I had to turn my hat backwards to be able to use my instrument. So that's that's when I started wearing my hat backwards a lot. Um yeah, it just depends. And then also, too, in Central Alberta, if you put your hat backwards, it doesn't blow off in the wind as much. So you're justifying the backwards hat guy. Like, by the sounds of it, you're, you're pro-backwards hat guy. You're not besmirching because it is Thursdays. We haven't besmirched on Thursdays for a long time. It sounds like you are, you're justifying backwards hat guy. I'm not backwards hat guy. I never have been. Under the age of 30, anyone can wear a backwards hat. Um, like in, and 30s pushing it. I want to say 25. 
if you're nobody over the age of 30 should be wearing a backwards hat. It's funny you say that as we were walking out to uh, walking out of Mojo's there, the, the booth right by the door there, there were two guys who were closer to 50 than they were 30. Uh, they had their hats on. They're just two guys sitting in the booth, eating some wings, having a beer, and they both had their hats on backwards. And I just, I was like, oh, Jesus. You're too old for that. I can't, like, the only time I've ever had my hat on backwards in the last 30 years was because of the wind. Because if you're walking into the wind, it can grab the bill, and and I fucking hate chasing my shit in the wind. I honestly can't remember last time I met my hat on backwards. Maybe walk around the house or something, put it on like just what something goofy or whatever. But I I can honestly not remember last time I had my hat on backwards. Because the emblem, like the reason why you wear a hat is one to maybe, well, one is to keep sun out of your eyes, and two is to support your team. And the logo on your on, on the hat is on the front of your head. No one wears a ball cap to keep the sun out of their eyes anymore. No, I do. I don't wear you're sunglasses. Wearing, you're wearing one right now. Well, the you're, sun, the, the light. I don't basement. know. This, 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 this is support the team, right? This support you're the team. supporting the team, correct? Right. Yeah. So there's two yeah. reasons why you wear a hat. Sun yeah. out of the eyes, support the team. And I and I don't wear a hat like most people do. You like, you don't well, wear hats very often, though. I don't wear hats very often. I do it occasionally, right? Because I got a pretty good lid of hair, right? I got a nice salad. Yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it too. The uh, the new thing I, I've noticed a lot, and my uh, my brother's uh, son, stepson there, Jackson, he, and I think there's a lot of kids do it now. They blow, they, they, they're growing their hair long and they blow dry, they put their hat on and then they blow dry their locks out so it goes out more. Have you seen that? That's another epidemic no. that needs to stop. Well, Jasper likes his hair tight. He, I don't know, uh, like he, he gets to do his haircut however he wants. And he's high and tight. Uh, and my, that's my, the way maybe it's it. a hockey. No, it's a, it's a baseball thing. So I've seen a lot. Like me, more and more, more of the hockey guys do a lot where they put their hat on and they blow their hair out the backs. So it's just, it, I don't get it. Well, I mean, I had, had some goofy haircuts back when I was 18, 19 years old, too. But he has buddies me. with crazy flow as well. And, and it's just like it's his thing. And that he just obviously likes it tight. So yeah, uh, nice. I don't know. He's 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 my boy and he's a good boy. And I'll let him do what he wants. So but he but he never leaves the house without a hat. He always has a hat on and I never see him wear it backwards. That's, ever. Because that, he's he, he's a smart kid. He's a smart kid. He There's, knows the rules. What, uh, <laughs> what's the, the, the old line, uh, on and moron, right? So he, we had on the front, good, put it on and turn around, moron. So uh, one of those things. Anyways, Dave, the NFL season getting going tonight. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs are playing the uh, Detroit Lions as we speak right now. It's 14-14. Doesn't much matter a whole bunch as we, uh, as we talk here. A lot of storylines, as there is every year, happening around uh, the National Football League. It's a 17-week fucking sprint to the Super Bowl. And uh, there's a lot of shit going on. And uh, one of the things that I, I, I had laugh about today, they were uh, talking about your Denver Broncos and Sean Payton and uh, old uh, Rusty Wilson. They, I don't think they're going to get along. I don't know how that, that's going to go, going to turn out for those for those two cats. They're two uber males and everything else going on. And Wilson had a lot of, uh, 
a lot more pull last year with your Denver Broncos than he did did this year. What's uh what's your uh what's your feel with uh, coming into uh to Sunday with your Denver Broncos and Sean Payton and Russell Wilson? Are they going to last the season? How's it going to happen? What's your thoughts? To quote the great Bart Scott from the New York Jets, can't wait. Denver's making the playoffs this year. They're going to be second place in the AFC West behind Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to be uh, 11 and 6. They're going to make the playoffs. They're better than the Jets. They're better than the Steelers. They're better than the Chargers. They're not as good as the Bills. They're not as good as the Chiefs. They're not as good as the Bengals. But they're a playoff team. Sean Payton knows how to coach. And Russell Wilson is like, it's his fucker walk here. And, and, you know, say what you will about him being a corny guy and not getting along and, and wanting this and being a prima donna. At the end of the day, he's a competitor. He's won a Super Bowl. He knows what it takes. And he doesn't want to end his career being a backup to fucking Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Like I think he's, I think he's going to bear down. I think they're going to do shit, and I think they're going to be a force this year. My thoughts on that, Dave, and I, I'm just being point counterpoint. And I mean, I, like I've said before, I could care less about uh, the uh, Denver Broncos and, and everything else, but it's 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 one of those things. That I find it interesting. I, I mean, I find NFL interesting how the Uber males and Uber males, the NFL is an Uber male kind of a sport, more so than any other sport that there there is in, in the pro- professional sports world. That you have a guy like Sean Payton who he's got something to prove to. He has once like he has this great resume, but it's actually only one Super Bowl, one with one with, with a Hall of Fame quarterback with the most yards ever, and blah blah blah. And Drew Brees, um, so he kind of has something to prove himself. And so there's going to, I think there's going to be a bit of a, a, if, if, uh, if, if Russell Wilson doesn't produce by week three, week four, you're going to see Sean Payton start to hit the panic button. It's going to be a fucker walk year for him as well, because really with, without a hall of fame quarterback, what is, what has Sean Payton done? It's it's easy to say, but because coaches are only as good as the players in front of them, but their systems and on, on and it goes, but Payton's got something to prove himself. And and, and if Russell Wilson doesn't come out uh, gunslinging, like he did under Pete Carroll, USC guy, if he doesn't come out gunslinging and having, having a good year, Things could go sideways really quick in Denver. Oh yeah, and I 100% agree. This is the, I, I have all the faith in the world for Sean Payton. Um, he got fucked out of a couple uh, Super Bowl appearances by the refs too. Um, but that Rams Super Bowl that should have been the the Saints in the Super Bowl that year, not the Rams, because they got fucked on that PI. Um, he he got fucked over by a year suspension with that bounty gate, which he didn't have anything to do with. Is the, the defensive coordinator had something to do with that? And um, I disagree. Um, go but, ahead, go ahead. We'll talk. Yeah, about and then and then like so. I, I think he I think he left Green uh, uh, New Orleans with a little bit of bad of taste in, in his mouth because he he feels he should have at least gone to one more Super Bowl. Took the year off after Breeze. He 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 made uh, Jameis Winston a, a shit ton of money, being a, a very mid quarterback with a big arm, but just can't read a defense. I think he's a hell of a coach. 
And if Russell Wilson can't figure this out, that he's playing for a hell of a coach who is an offensive minded coach and he wants him to succeed. I, if Russell Wilson lets his ego get in the way, then he's gone. Like the, the Peyton signed a five-year deal. They're, they're letting uh, Russell Wilson go way before they let Sean Payton go this year. For sure. Ain't I no way. I, I, I agree with you to an extent, but it, the thing is the, the face of franchise, every just what not not every team, just every team is your quarterback, not the coach. And if Peyton, if if Sean Payton comes in saying, "I'm the guy," he's gonna have a, a problem. Like the other night, when when we when if you start zero and four, your season's done. If Peyton comes in because he's already popping off to uh, it was yesterday I can't remember what he said, but it was it was kind of derogatory about about uh, uh, about uh, Russell Wilson. If he comes in swagging his dick better than fucking or bigger than 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 Wilson swinging his dick, you're gonna have two dicks swinging and hitting each other. That ain't a good sign for your Denver Broncos. But I think, but but the head coach is the dick, right? Especially a, 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 a head coach like him, like him. And Belichick and I, I think and Tomlin, like you don't fuck with me. I'm the guy. I am the answer. The buck stops here. Do what I say or get there. Hit the fucking bricks. Like and then that's the thing. You say the most popular guy on the on the team is the is the the quarterback. Most popular guy in the Pittsburgh Steelers is uh, Mike Tomlin. The most popular guy. Yeah, but he's been there forever. The most popular guy in New England is uh, Bill Belichick. Been there forever. The most Payton's, popular, Payton's the most three weeks in the most popular guy, like only because of uh, Pat Mahomes, but Andy Reid, Pete Carroll, right? That's why these guys have these jobs for so long. Payton, uh, Sean Payton left New uh, New Orleans. He didn't get fired. He left. He walked away. He didn't like the way things were going. So it's not like he get got canned. Like I like he like I I believe he's a He's a top. He's a top ten coach in the league for sure. That, that's a that's a fucking pretty blunt statement, Dave. Because if if he was the coach of the sand or the Los Angeles Chargers, you wouldn't be saying the same thing. I would still think. I think he's a top ten coach in the in the league for sure. And that the the guy that like San Diego coaches has proven he uh, San Diego the the Chargers coach. I forget his name. He's proven he can't do it. And he, and his teams buckle under pressure. Coaches like uh, Sean Payton, uh, like coach their, coach their teams to have pressure, how to respond on, in, under pressure. And they don't tolerate fucking stupid mistakes like Nathaniel Hackett. Like, I, I don't understand. Like in, in football, the details of games are won and lost on details. And you have to be a taskmaster task master and to be a task master you have to be a bit of a hard ass i disagree 100 percent yeah i disagree with hard ass like no i i disagree 100 percent in the fact that you said games are won and lost on details I, I games are won and lost by the most talent on the field and that's any any sport i disagree 100 percent you're you can, wrong no i'm not wrong because no. if, if two shitty teams play each other one one, one eventually wins no, if the, you're if the, the 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 best team always wins with the best players. Yours, always. not in, in, football. in football. In football, more than any. No, that's that's fucking garbage. Um, because we talked the other night that Patrick Mahomes the best player in the football. 
in the National Football League by far. By and it isn't close. Who I agree with that. Who's going to win? Who who has a chance for the Super Bowl this year? But here now, the, take the Denver Broncos that we had that that I had to watch last year. You know, now in like uh, uh, third and three, and all of a sudden a, a false start. Now you're th- three and eight, third and eight. That's fucking bullshit. You can't keep coming back from shit like that. False starts, calling timeouts because the play clock's going out, and now you're you're uh, thirty seconds left with needing. Yes, timeouts. I'll agree with you. Poorly coached teams will always lose, hundred percent. But well, what the if best, they have the best talent? The best teams that have the best ta- the, the the best player has a better chance of winning than a. Than, 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 there, there was a team who probably finished in nine and eight last year. We had a great year. Oh boy, we, we 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 really we we gave it our all. We went nine and eight. We but we weren't going to win anything. See, which wasn't if you the have Broncos the best player, you have a better chance of winning. Which this, wasn't the this Broncos whole bullshit about football about the, the the details win games. No, the best players win games. Details win games. Details keep your team in. Details games. win games. Great players win championships. You know, but like the, the, the greatest player in the world, if 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 they don't have, if they're not on the same page and they're not calling the right plays and they're throwing to the wrong plays and they're making the wrong reads, it doesn't fucking matter. Ask Al Davis and Jamarcus Russell, right? Like that He's guy the best was a player, Dave. Like, fuck, he, was he, was, he was a physical specimen. He could throw the ball into the fucking atmosphere, but he didn't want to study a playbook, right? Tyler Murray is a physical specimen. He can run like the fucking wind. He has an arm like uh, like a god, but he doesn't want to study the the playbook. Like get fucked. Like the, the, the football more than any other sport is where these guys are all great athletes. All of them are great athletes. If you can't get them all on the same page and paying mind to details, then you're gonna your season is just fucked before you even know it. We talked about it in, in year one of the 1420 podcast. We talked in a year two of the 1420 podcast. I'm going to talk about the year three to four 1420 podcast. Every team is nine and eight. It's the talent that makes you fucking what you are. Coaching does. New England never had the best talent top to bottom when they were winning all their Super Bowls. Never. Not once. They traded their best talent for, for picks as opposed to paying them. They never had. In fact, their most talented team lost to Eli Manning, right? They were 16 and 0. And they lost to the Giants. That Randy Moss, uh, Tom Payton, uh, Tom Payton, uh, Tom Brady team, they were dynamite, man. So why is it then, Dave, that that these owners and GMs and everything else give give these fucking quarterbacks and guys this much money? If if if, if that's what your 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 logic is, if that's what your theory is. Then why why are you paying these guys to fucking if, if these coaches are these uber fucking coaches why why are these why are these players making so much fucking money honestly I don't know uh, that's I, honest, like, that's and I agree like, and that's and we've talked about that a lot like it's it's like what, why am I paying you this much money because you know if these uh, coaches are so smart and yes coach yeah coach yeah coach blah 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 I talked about a couple weeks ago because this whole coach thing everyone's a coach. Uh, if these coaches are so smart, then why are players making, or why is a quarterback? Because Joe Burrow's going to get paid because he's uh, apparently probably signed it on Saturday night before the, the season starts for the Bengals. He's going to get forty-five or fifty million bucks a year. If 
if you can just insert coach here and win, why put why why pay anybody? Honestly, at, I, well, I, I'm, at, I'm not being an asshole here. I'm I'm, I'm asking a serious question. Well, because like I always say in any sport, you gotta you gotta reward your difference makers, right? The biggest difference maker in football right now is Patrick Mahomes, and then you have your difference makers on defense. Because you know if you don't ha- if you don't have your um, your shutdown corners or pass rusher- rushers, it, you, you can give Ryan Tannehill if you give him all day to throw, he's gonna find someone to hit. Like even if it's for seven yards, but seven yards, seven yards, seven yards, and all of a sudden you got a twelve play drive for a touchdown. But if you have a good offensive line to to, to give that guy to, to give the Ryan Tannehills uh, a chance to throw, throw the football, then pay pay them, pay them. But then you have it. Your Nick Bosa's Von Miller's. Every could, company's only as good as their weakest link. Whether you're um, con- construction or fucking. Uh, car dealership or whatever it might be if you if, if the shittiest guy fucks things up because that's who gets gets noticed a lot if the guy doing oil changes at a car dealership fucks things up that goes on fucking on whatever the fuck for on uh for reviews if if a construction worker has a labor who fucks things up that, that it's going to be shitty it, it, i do, i think coaches get way too much credit it's the talent it's the talent that wins I completely disagree. I completely disagree because coaches know their strength. Then why pay these guys? Because you have to, because there is difference in talent out there. There is difference in talent. Like Patrick Mahomes is more talented than Ryan Tannehill. Right? 100%. But but what if if you gave him Nathaniel Hackett as his head coach? And drying up fucking shit plays and doing shit things and going off sides and getting plays in late. Then how is he supposed to succeed when the game plan is, is isn't worth the, the the shit tickets that you jump drop in the toilet when you're done taking a grown a tail, right? Like it, it doesn't fucking matter. You can have a, a carpenter is only good as his tools, and the, the head coach is the carpenter. I can't teach Ryan Tannehill to do what uh, Patrick Mahomes can. But neither can a coach. But I can also throw sand in the gears. I can not have the plays ready. I can I can have a I can have a bad uh, uh, a shitty coach offensive line who's consistently dropping. Are you going saying outside. a coach is more important than a quarterback? Yes. Yes. So why aren't coaches making forty five million bucks and quarterbacks are? I don't know. I don't know. Belichick, like I, I don't know how much he makes, but I, I, I got to guess it's ten million. Probably here. How's this? Because it's uh, a longer, a longer career. What's the owner care how long your fucking career is? Well, I don't know. Like you asked, and I, and I don't know the answer. But like I, I got to guess Belichick's making ten to fifteen per. I got to guess Tomlin's making ten to fifteen per. Um. Uh, what's his nuts? Uh, bull cut in, in Vegas paid Gruden, I think, 80 million for. I think he was paying Gruden 10 million bucks a year and a stake in ownership. I think coaches are more important. I, uh, How the fuck is Tomlin doing with shit quarterbacks like Roethlisberger and Pickens? Well, I would say Roethlisberger was shitty. Like, well, he wasn't, wasn't good. 
He wasn't well, good he was, at the must end. Must have been doing something right. Well, B plus. Well, because he had a great coach, and like all these people that want to suck Big Ben's cock, like he had a great coach. He had a great coach. He was never once an All Pro quarterback. Talent wins games, no matter what sport it is. Then, then how come McDavid doesn't have four uh, Stanley Cups? Well, hockey's a different beast a little bit than football is. Like this. Okay, but then uh, like, I don't... we've talked about it a lot. Like like, we, like the, the the two sports that, that depend on one guy more than anything else. Uh, one is is football with a quarterback. You need a great uh, a, a very good quarterback to, to great quarterback to win. And in hockey, and not so much anymore. Not like it was twenty years ago, where you need a, a great goaltender can can win you a lot of hockey games. Like the, 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 those are two most important positions in sports. Hockey's different now. Like hockey, like the, now now you have you have uh, you have uh, with uh, goaltenders. You have basically you have guys who are are tradesmen compared to back. 30 years ago, you have artists who are goaltenders. Like it's a different, a different way of, of going, right? So like those are two sports. Like, if, you, if you have a bad goalie, you have a bad team. If you have a bad quarterback, you have a bad team, right? And and that and that's factual. Like that's factual. Joe Flacco, Chad Johnston. Um who the fuck else? Uh uh Trent Dilfer. All got Super Bowl rings. Because the coach knew the strengths of the team. The strengths of the team were the, was the defense, and they coached up that way, right? They just, they, the, the quarterback was out there to not lose the game. It's happened three times in, in the last 20 years, right? So, so that doesn't make them a bad quarterback. It doesn't make them a, a great quarterback. <laughs> ah, right? They were bad. Fuck well, Chad you, Johnson, you, Brad Johnson, you, whoever the fuck. Do you consider? Tampa. Do you consider Jimmy Gordon a bad quarterback? Yes. But nothing but win. He's well. He's serviceable. When you say win, like how many rings does he have? And then you, you got um, Shanahan, uh, who was the OC for. Um, Atlanta, when Matt Ryan won the the NFL MVP, he's had San Francisco licking the jar with um, with Garoppolo and Brock Purdy, right? So, do you consider him a great coach who who's ever won because of his quarterback? Um, I wouldn't mind Shanahan coaching my team. Put it that way. I'm not going to call him great yet because he's only three years into this job as a head coach. So if he had a great quarterback, he'd probably have a ring. No, I disagree. I don't know. Right? Like shit happens, right? I think I think they would have, like I, I said it last year all the time, I think they beat Philly nine times out of ten um, if they don't have to go to Christian McCaffrey as their quarterback. McCaffrey's not a quarterback, but he was. Yeah. He, McCaffrey did like because they, they he was their third string quarterback last year in the NFC Championship game. If Jimmy, I, I don't know. Like I, I just, I just find I, th- I think that everybody gives coaches way too much credit, way too much. Uh, I way think coaches, I think coaches are more important than anything else in the NFL. Way more important. 
I, 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 I've said this before, we'll, we'll jump away from a little bit, but I, I've said, I've said for a long time that being the coach of Alabama, yes, it's, it's hard, obviously with Nick Saban, he's done a great job, obviously makes a lot of money and everything else, but recruiting for Alabama is a lot easier than recruiting for Montana state. I agree. Right? Yeah. Right? So, so this great football mind that fucking Nick Saban is, yeah, you, you, you got to win four games a year. The other ones will take care of themselves. These football coaches who fucking tout themselves to be, the, 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 to be smarter than Albert Einstein, maybe you're not. The talent wins. Talent goes to teams, like in college especially, right? And and, and that goes to the NFL. And the NFL, like if you if you have a great quarterback, there's a good chance you're going to win, or so have a better saying, have, 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 sorry have a better chance of winning. So you're saying the GM is more important than the coach in the NFL because he's the one that acquires said talent. Yes. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, we're going to agree to disagree on that. So I think the coach is the most important position, um, the, the the most important position to fill if you want to have a, a solid NFL career. Look at um, um, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, right? Uh, Jerry Jones has wanted nothing but yes men ever since he got rid of uh, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Barry Switzer won one because of the talent that Jimmy Johnson um, acquired and developed and made into Super Bowl champions. There's but a good chance, Dave, that you and I could have coached those fucking the Cowboy teams and, and probably got to a championship game. Yeah, that Barry Switzer team, right? Like, and and that's what, uh, and and it serves uh, Jerry Jones right to to be suffering all these years for try, for doing uh, Jimmy Johnson dirty like that. Yeah. Um, and to see anyone can coach that team, and then and then, but Jimmy's the one that made that team, and Jerry thinks it's easy, and it's not, and he's fucking, he's going to be swimming. He's not going to win another one until it. He's not going to win another one. No. And, Who uh, get off this this little bit of NFL season happening right now? It's a lot, a lot of I mean, it's ifs and buts, kinds of nuts this time of year when it comes to the National Football League season. Who's under uh, more pressure this year? Uh, the Green Bay Packers or the New York Jets? Oh, the Jets are under way more pressure. Jordan Love gets a it gets a buy year. They um. It's, you know, it's, it's, no one wants to follow the great one. Right. And, and say what you like about Aaron Rodgers about what a wingnut he was. He was great. He had three time NFL MVP, one time Super Bowl champion, not the most likable of people, but hell of a football player who's old Jordan love gets a pass. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you got two years to fucker walk and, and, and New York, you ain't in Kansas anymore, even though I understand it's you ain't in Wisconsin anymore. You got people. When I say people, I mean, media wanting to talk to you all the yeah. time. And instead of like the 20, now there's like 200 with a mic in front of you. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how that all turns out. I, uh, I, I'm not cheering against them, but I'm not cheering for them. You know, I, I, I don't want to see it. I mean, fuck who, who, who the fuck am I? But you, you never want to see somebody fail, but this is one of those ones you want to see somebody fail a little bit and get put down, just brought down a little bit because like at the end of the day, winning championships means a lot. Like he's, his, he's a legacy guy, obviously there's no getting around that. But what's crazy to me is that the green Bay Packers for the better part of 30 years, 
had two of the best quarterbacks in football. Back-to-back Hall of Famers. And had two, two, count them, in 30 years. Yeah. Two championships. They've only made it to four, right? And if it wasn't for Desmond Howard getting that kickoff in 1997 or whatever it was, who knows what would have happened? Like, it's crazy to me that. Do you you know what Green Bay needed? Better coaching. But Holmgren's been, he was the guy back then, wasn't he? Holmgren got Favre's. Favre's. Mike McCarthy, but he had a career got- forever. So that's what I'm saying. These coaches yeah. get the, they get, and it's it's every sport. These coach, not not so much baseball anymore, but these coaches get recycled through and recycled through because they're just part of the old boys club. Hockey's the same way, and football's the same way. They recycle through and recycle through because well, I, we know him. He's there's a good chance. Like coaching isn't that like, these. If every coach was so fucking good, why isn't there more rings being tossed around? These these great coaches. Well, because the best ones get most of them, right? Like, I like I don't know. Like, like I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answers. But uh, obviously, in in football, it was Belichick, you know, and Tomlin, Mike Shanahan. Um, you got you go you through those co- teams. Who are, the, who are the best quarterback? You Elway, Brady. As much as you don't like Roethlisberger, he's one of the all time greats. He is. He, he's he, not, he, no, he's not. He is. No, but he is. No, he's not. He's not. But he, he's he's he, like in the in the pantheon of things, he'll be considered an all-time great. He will. Like I know you don't like the guy for whatever reasons and everything. Like, I disagree. Like I disagree. I will never agree with that. Philip Rivers is a better quarterback than uh Ben Roethlisberger. You exchange you put Ben Roethlisberger on uh San Diego Chargers. So that's the Phillip one Rivers. Okay, we'll, okay, we'll, we'll give Tomlin and Roethlisberger, we'll throw them out of there. At the end of the day, you need good players. Okay. If, if if your quarterback is good, you have a chance. Yeah, actually, not not good. If your quarterback is great, you have a chance. Yeah. No, that's fair. coaching. Don't mean that much because every system's the same. Blah blah blah. It, it's no, 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 I disagree. So why? So why do quarterbacks pay so much? Because you do need a good quarterback. You do need one. You're talking on both sides of your mouth. No, that's like, but unless your defense is your strong point, right? Um, Peyton Manning, the year Denver, uh, he won that Super Bowl with Denver. He wasn't the best player on the team. There's four other players on the field better than him. And three of them happen to be on the defensive side of the ball. And that's a a coach's job to recognize this and, and and then script the game plan accordingly. Is he... The like in, in recent memory, is he the least? Because he was at the, the the downside of his career. There's no getting around that. Uh, yes, he won the passing yards, but he was on the, on the downhill slope of his career at that point. Uh, is is he the least? How do I word this? Is he the least talented quarterback to win a Super Bowl in the last 15, 20 years? At that but- at, at that point. You know yeah, I mean? the, oh yeah, the year he won it. Yeah. Like he he was terrible physically. I like I honestly don't think he could throw the ball 30 yards. Um but smart. He would yeah, smart and, and, and like understood his limitations. Like as a starting quarterback, he was he was he didn't have the physical tools to to be 
he was a shadow of his, of his former self. Well, yeah, it'd be, it'd be yeah. midnight hit strikes, strikes it for everybody, right? Yeah, and that's what happened to him. And so, yeah, the last little bit, yeah, for sure. Like the only other one, I would like the ones I, I think of all the time are Trent Dilfer and uh, Brad Johnson with Tampa Bay. Those I guys vaguely remember terrible. Brad Johnson. Vaguely. That remember was like 2004, that? I think, wasn't it? Yeah, they beat the holy hell out of uh, the New York Giants. Um, that was Gruden's team with Warren Sapp and uh, no, Dunn, I think. Was... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. They did beat the Raiders. Beat it, the was Raiders. The, it was the Ravens that beat the holy shit out of the Giants that year. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah it's. Team mm-hmm. year in year, I don't know. It's it's just weird. It's interesting. It, 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 I mean, football season. It, it's it's it, it's all year long. It, it goes on, and everybody has their Super Bowl predictions and already, and who's going to win, and blah blah blah. And everybody's got their fucking betting pools. And uh, the uh, the one thing they they will get off off the 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 uh, the X's and O's, which we we know nothing about. We shouldn't even pretend to know anything about it because we're two white uh, middle-aged guys from Canada who never played football in our lives. But the, uh, the one fun thing I like about the NFL season is the, uh, I'm not, I'm not in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a fantasy draft like you are, but the one thing I do like is the, uh, the, pick uh, the pick Okay. But the survivor pool, I, fuck, <laughs> I love the survivor pool. I joined the belly up. Uh, thing today or yesterday or whatever it was I picked I picked the Ravens to win this week because they're playing Houston Texans but the survivor pool is fantastic it's fun it's like it's only one game but you have to pick it and you do put a little bit more thought into it than you should and it is fun you know and it's a nice payout like um in the 25 years I've been playing uh football pools I did win a survivor pool once I do remember the game. It was uh, Jeff Garcia was Ex- playing for Calgary the- Stampede or Jeff Garcia. Yeah. Who uh, was playing quarterback for uh, uh, the Eagles. Yeah. He went for and, San Fran of the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. And then they beat the Eagles beat San Fran in overtime. And that was the game that won it. I was the only one to, to have that game pick. Cause then it was game eight or nine. It's amazing how it never goes to game 10 a survivor pool because there's always an upset and an upset takes out 50% of the last place. year. I think I was out week one or week two. I picked Sam Fran. I can't remember who it was. It doesn't much matter, but I was out week one or week two. And I was like, well, that sucks. And I, and I thought it was a guarantee. Like what the hell? I, I love the survivor pool. Like it's the same, same. You, you, you could, like, if you want to get into it, you can barely, you, bar- you barely have to watch and then just go. Okay. Yep. Yeah. This team's gonna guarantee, but every week, like I said, every every year, every team starts off nine and eight. Uh huh. Right. And it used to be eight and eight. Now it's nine and eight. And then it's like, okay, I, I I'd like I'd like to get deeper into it this year. I don't know if I will. I probably won't. If I be out week one, but Texas is probably gonna beat. It's the way it always works. Well, the way it, when I bet, so not very good. I'd like to get into like week seven or eight, and maybe research a little bit okay well then this team but who do they got to because you can't pick the same team and don't want to get too far ahead of yourself you don't want to you don't want to blow your load and pick uh fuck who who's going to be a you don't want to do the eagles in week four because you need the eagles in week 12 
Right. Exactly. That's, I think it's, you know, I think it's, 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 it's a my rose. I like to save a couple dogs for, for a little bit down the road when, when things get um, a I little bit more it. dicey. And then also I hate picking home teams to lose. I, I, and I double hate picking a home team uh, in division team to lose the, the because thing, those are the ones that are going to stand up well i was watching overdrive out of toronto today and they were talking about uh basically like when you're like it's it's a known fact that uh when you're the home team you, it's it's a it's three points yeah it's three points so you're you gotta you're you're and I don't know what what it is. And I, a couple few years back, I was going. You know, it's a lot of years ago now. When I lived in Vernon, but the uh, the Cal football pool, uh, we were, were laughing about. We should put a, a just a, a throwaway team and and pick the home team to win every game and and wonder how it all would work out because uh, it can't be too far from from over from six sixty. Like home teams I, win a lot. Home teams, yeah, it's it's worth. It's worth more, and home teams like more upsets are at home when a, especially when a division rival comes into town, right? It's just, it's just there, there's a difference, and then, you know, and and it's been proven too that the referees, um, home cooking, call, yeah, call call a, a couple more penalties on the visiting team. It's just a little it's home just cooking. The, the psychological the aspect of the whole thing. So that's the one thing about, uh, and it happened last lot last week. So it's just kind of a fucking bad, bad, bad thing for me to say, but like in college football, a lot like home teams always win. They always win. Like, uh-huh. like there's a lot last weekend. There was a couple three upsets there, but, uh, but in general college football, you could pretty much mark it down on the calendar that the home teams are going to win no matter what NFL come, come week, come week, three, come week four. That's when it all starts to the, the, uh, the, the uh, wheels hit the road a little bit. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun to, to, to watch. I mean, I, I'm not the biggest NFL guy and I, I like the storylines more than I, I like the games, but uh it's uh, gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see. I, I the, my, my big storyline for me, I want to see how Aaron Rodgers, the the self proclaimed king of the world, is gonna fare in New York City, uh, out of New, uh, out of uh, out of uh, Wisconsin, and see how that goes. To me, that's the biggest one. What's the biggest one for you? Well, who has more pressure on him, Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson? Rodgers. I'm really interested to see how uh, Deshaun Watson performs in uh, in Cleveland because he is talented. He hasn't played football in two and a half years now, though, too. So that's going to end. He's playing for a putrid organization, and it's going to be interesting to see how he handles himself because he has he has the tools. There is no doubt in my mind that Deshaun Watson has all the tools of any great quarterback. Uh, and and I'm really curious to see how he how he performs this year. I'm really curious as to see to see that. It's gonna be interesting. How much is uh, Joey Burrow? It's the contract's probably already signed right now. We'll get off. We'll get to the next segment here in a second here. But the the contract's probably already signed. They all the physicals are done. The eyes are dotted. The T's are crossed. Uh, they'll probably announce it on uh, before the game starts on uh, on Sunday morning there. What's Joey Burrow's contract going to be? You think fifty six point five for eight years? Jesus Christ! I don't know, but like he has to be up there. He has to make more than. Oh, Herbert. look what Herbert got! Yeah, and and Herbert's not going to win a playoff game in his career. 
No. I don't think he will. Why? I don't get it either, buddy. Pay the coach. I'll never, I'll never, I will never understand it. Like, like the the most under, like the the most underpaid athlete on the planet. He hasn't won fuck all either, but the most underpaid player on the planet. And he's by far heads and shoulders above anybody else in the league that he plays in is Connor McDavid. And he's only making, he's actually making less money than some other guys are right now. Yes. The salary structure are different. I, I get it. But, that's an investment. These quarterbacks that you that you just said, you Dave and Robes just said, he's never going to win, never. And I I agree with you. Like, what the fuck? Like McDavid is better at his trade than any quarterback. Well, Mahomes, Mahomes, and him are comparable. Comparable. McDavid is by far the greatest athlete in his sport. Yes, he's the, hands and like tails the, 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 the spread. The spread. Right. Yeah. Did you anyone know, else in sports? Yeah, Pat Mahomes and, and Lionel Messi might be comparables, kind of thing, and that's it. But and then maybe and then put Shohei Otani in there, but not really because he's not as dominant as McDavid. And it's, but you know, that, that thing though, too, is just hockey doesn't have Because Otani doesn't hit 600. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. you can't in baseball. Right. And he doesn't throw complete game shutouts every other time either. Yeah. Right. Because he just can't. So, yeah, you're right. Um, McDavid is the best at his craft in any other sport. Like it's, 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 it's non debatable. It's non debatable. He's the best. Like, Right now, but, if we were to if we were to put money down on Bulldog or Bet US or the fuck that McDavid MVP or MVP, yep, you'd lose money. Yeah, yeah. You're like hundred. Yeah, a no yeah, hundred to win seventy five dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy to me. It's just absolutely nuts. Anyways, Super Bowl champion. I don't um, know. So I'm going to ask you because you, you follow more United. The Denver Broncos. You know those ass hats. <laughs> I had uh, on our third money. anniversary show. You laughed at fucking with with uh, Dave with from Dave. Lower Playing Field and, and, uh, and Jim from from uh, the fan of the van. They both said that the Pittsburgh Steelers. They both said the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you laughed at them out loud. And now I'm laughing at you out loud. The Denver Broncos. I I appreciate I appreciate your 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 dedication to your team, Dave. But I'm saying right now, this is money on the line. The Denver Broncos are not winning the Super Bowl. I agree with you, but um, back uh, a year or two ago um, when uh, BetUS.com was one of our sponsors, I still had some money left over. So I put uh, $85 on the Broncos to win at 1,600 odds. So like it's a it's a fat little payday for 1420 Dave if they do pull it off. So there you go, I am just putting it out into the universe and like if I think it's going to be true and then maybe it becomes true. Just don't worry. Party is on me if they pull this out. There we go. No, party's on you. Fuck me. Holy fuck! The betting happening. Both ass hats can say it. Why can't I? No, and uh, and I laughed at you like you laughed at them. 
<laughs> whatever. I yeah. I'm I'm gonna go the dark horse. I'm gonna go the dark horse. And I am going to say because the Oakland or the Las Vegas Raiders have put some piece together. They got an actual actually have a coach, not Gruden now. Jimmy G is better than people think. He's serviceable. He's serviceable. He doesn't fuck up. He does the not coach fuck or, up. Or gorgeous Jim. Both. Okay. Gorgeous Jim does not make mistakes. He's not great. He's not great by any means, but he doesn't fuck up. My dark horse is a Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Look at us two assets. We got no chance. <laughs> two white Canadians in our basement in our fucking 50s. What the fuck do we know? Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four Beaver Sports talking a whole lot more. This thing was brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today. Save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase at SeatGeek.com today. I don't. I have no idea. I neither do I. I'd love the Broncos to do it. I don't think they are. I do think the Chiefs are going to win it. Um, Fuck the Chiefs. Yeah, but they're just too good. The, like you said, they got the best player in the game, and they got a really good head coach too. And they'll figure it out once that uh, Clark, whoever the fuck, that the guy that their defensive guy that's uh, holding out, he um, he's going to make a difference because. Kansas City's defense looks not overly good. It's it's a good thing Detroit's not that oh, good. Oh, that prick Kelsey's out tonight. That's good. It makes my heart fucking yeah, it doesn't glow like rainbows, unicorns. What a prick. And he has a bruised bone in his knee. Yeah, so do I. Fuck him. Yeah, but oh Fuck well, he's making, he's making more money tonight than us. His game check's bigger than ours. It's all about money, Dave. This guy's a dick. What's, you know yeah. what? Nobody, nobody has called Brent Redlinski or Dave N. Robies a dick today. Nobody. Well, to our faces. I don't know. No, I do. Oh no, yeah. Or I no, behind so. my back. No, nobody. No one's called me a, a dick behind my back today. I know this. Millions okay. of people have called Travis Kelsey a dick today. No, oh, that fucking dick. He's a dick. Guess yeah. he's a fucking dick. Why did that guy have to be such a fucking dick? Being a dick. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Four Beer Sports Talk, and a whole lot more. This segment is brought to you by Caldera Lab and CalderaLabs.com. Use promo code 1420LAB at CalderaLab.com and uh, get those fine lines and wrinkles and bags under your eyes out of your face with the best in men's skincare at Caldera Lab. Dave, uh, I sent you that picture we talked about the other night on uh, on Monday night or Tuesday night show. Uh, sorry, we uh, you, Monday was your uh, fantasy football holiday, whatever it was. But uh, sent you that uh, we talked about it. The uh, the kid from Regina Patch who just looked like a young pop, and I uh, we were kind of laughing about it. And uh, Jet 
uh, Thompson or the name is the Jet Jetson or who cares? Nobody cares what his name is. But he a young pop in comparison to uh, uh, the the split screen that I had with Rocky Thompson back in the day. Played for the the, the uh, Medicine Hat Tigers back nineteen ninety three ninety four. It's different. It's Holy just Christ. different. Yeah, like it, it is. Like I don't care. That kid just looking at him, he 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 doesn't look he looks like he could be in my son's grade, which is grade eight. And Jasper's 13. He I that saw kid, Jasper a week and a half ago at your brother's memorial there. Your son looks older than this jet kid does. I, I agree. And then I, I couldn't imagine him like I don't care how physically gifted you are with the stick and the puck. If that guy gets you in the train tracks you're done like you might die like i i I fear for someone's life that like that that's so physically inferior to other players out in the ice it's not so the way hockey's changed its rules a lot of them have been for the better i i get that and hockey's a it had to change we we both agree on this we talked about it back with uh, almost Jesus, ten months ago, I guess it was when hockey uh, had to change. There was guys getting the, their brains beat in, and the, the the violence of the game, and guys uh, concussions and everything else. And and uh, you know, West Hockey, especially like the, uh, the how it was back in the day, where guys were getting punched and fighting was a part of the game, and it it really isn't. But it was just it's different. It's just different. It was a. I'm, I'm happy they have made made the change that they 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 they've done, but hockey's not a better game because of the changes in my opinion. No, it's not. Um, the head hunting, the fighting, the, the I understand how uh, those have to be taken out of the game, but the actual physicality of it. Yes. There's body contact and, and that kind of thing. But as far as body checking and, and, when you get a clean body check these days, now you have to fight five guys, and I don't get it. That's part of the game. Just because your your superstar is is skating with his head down doesn't mean people have to not put a shoulder on their chest, and that bothers me. That's what bothers me most about these new rules because the rules still allow for the body checks and open eyes hits, but now now that we're 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 so worried about guys skidding around with their head down like fuck take care like it's it's like boxing protect yourself at all times keep your head up and if you take a cheap shot that guy's going to be punched by a your team and b by the league but just if you're fucking admiring a pass and then run into run into a shoulder and then have to fight like that 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 kind of shit bothers me like if 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 I think I'm, we're talking the same thing, right? Like I, I, I don't miss the the fights just for a fight. I, 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 I never. I thought that was ridiculous. Like, I mean, I, I was a part of the, the junior hockey culture back in the in the early '90s there, and everything else. It's, and you, yeah, sure, you pat your your teammate on the ass when he when he was leaving the ice and everything else. It's just, but the, the way the game is played now, I, I don't, I don't care for it. 
I, I, I really, I, I don't care for it or how it's, and it's not like it's increased scoring because that was always the biggest concern with Gary Bettman and the uh, and everybody else. It wasn't entertaining enough because not enough scoring, so they all had all these different rules that would change that. Uh, the, the hockey is. I don't want to. It's a violent game, but violent might might, might be a uh, a term of the past compared to what it is now. It's not how it used to be, and I I disagree with the the way the game is played, the way the game is taught now. Because at the end of the day, when you, when you look at at a team that we talked about before, the 2017. Um, or 18, sorry, the 2018 St. Louis Blues and this year's uh, Vegas Golden Knights, there was, th- those guys didn't mind putting a stick in someone's nose and, and getting a little bit gritty because winning still usurps things and how the game is played now with all these skilled players and all on and on it goes. I don't know how long this game can survive not statewide so much, but in Canada wise and being popular anymore because of that. Yeah, it has lost a lot of the lure. And, and, you know, as, as you were talking there, I was thinking about the rule changes and why they had to be made. It wasn't so much for the open ice hits and like, and it became that the predatory hits and, and I get it. Like the old uh, Scott Stephen hits that ended more than one career. Oh, Eric Lindros. But, yeah. And, uh, and Korea and Savard. I don't know if that was him that finished Savard too, but you know, we know exactly what we're talking about. But that shit ass clutching and grabbing, which drove me nuts. The Toronto Maple Leafs with 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 Tucker and and Carbono, or was it Carbono? And, well, Carbono was a uh, uh, star and a, and a Canadian. Yeah, and uh, Darian Corson. Hatcher Corson is who I'm thinking about. Yes. And Gary Roberts just clutch and grab and drag and drag and like put a stick on them as they're trying to break the zone. That is garbage hockey. And that's what had to get rid of. And, you know, and then maybe because you're getting rid of these interference penalties. Now the game has become the skill players are becoming faster. and, And that's why you have to take out those penalties. Right. And you know, the, the clutching and grabbing, that didn't make it a better game to watch. It was absolute fucking garbage. It, it, like all it meant was like, I'm not as good as you. And so I'm going to have to get a handful of Jersey and, and take a ride down the ice with you. See the IHF the, uh, since a few weeks back to you and Gordon Miller posted on Twitter there, Gordon Miller from TSN. He, uh, he made some, he, he found out some he's insider. Obviously he knows more, a lot more than we do. Well, everybody knows more than we do. But he, uh, something that was brought up a lot, it's been a long, long time ago with hockey, how to increase scoring without changing the game a whole bunch. And the IHF's going to do it next year at the World Championships. The three rules that were the the big ones that were trying to, to get things going. And one of them was a uh, team will remain shorthanded even if the opposing team scores a goal. So basically, when you, when, you, when, when a two-minute penalty is a two-minute penalty, I we're going to score as many goals as we can on the power play. Would that not have increased scoring and cut down the clutching and grabbing? Simple. Yeah. You didn't have to change the the, the, the concept of the game. You just had to uh, alleviate the penalties is all you had to do. Yeah. It, 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 it makes sense. Like you're, you're shorthanded until you're not. It's like a major. So, and, and that's just, it makes sense to me. I I love that change. I love that change. 
You know, and then also the other one, the contrary to that, if you score when shorthanded, penalty's over. Penalty's over. Because you've so that, that creates that creates more offense. Go, go, go on both sides, both sides of the ice, and just go for it. So you're you put, you're you're asking guys to stay out of the box, and then if you're in the box, get a fucking goal and let's let's do it. Yeah, and then which which tends to let you put more skilled players on the penalty kill, right? You're going to put a speedster out there, like so. People like McDavid are going to be on the PK now a little bit more, and I and I dig that because there's no icing either. Right? There was a point last year when the orders at like early in the season, they were like at 68% power play. Like it was just it was absolutely gross. insane. Yeah. So teams would stop taking penalties. So all of a sudden you, you can't clutch and grab and you have, you have to play hockey. And it, it, like, it, like and it, Jesus Christ, fuck we're old. But the, the work, the the biggest difference for me with hockey now compared to what it was 20 years ago, guys would hit each other. Now you have guys slashing and sticking and high and this and like it, it's just I I don't know. I, I just I just think hockey should have should have taken these rules 20 years ago and implement them then. Cause we talked about it at 1139 Lakeland Crescent. Why not just stay in the penalty box? You get a penalty, you get two minutes. Done. Stay in there. It's not a new idea. No, it, it's not. And, and but you know, change comes slow to the the dinosaurs that that control this game. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's great. The only thing, this is the only thing that, that worries me a little bit is that the ref's going to want to swallow the whistle a little bit more because, yeah, you know, if I, if I have to call a penalty against the team, in a three, two game, he's going to be in the box for two minutes. Now I'm not, I'm not, he ain't getting out. He ain't getting out, especially against a team like Edmonton. Now, a three, right? one games all of a sudden three, three. Cause I call a penalty. Yeah, even and especially the way hockey is, because right. like the we way hockey is, it, it, it's, so, it's so judgmental with 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 fishing in general. But hockey's so tic tac. You can call us a high stick or a slash. Well, not there, but not I can call it here. Yeah, and then I would hope they would like if they ever decided to do this in the NHL that they wouldn't do that for the delay of game kind of thing because you know that's that's the only automatic right. It's the most chicken shit penalty. Worst call in hockey. Worst call in sports. That's right? the worst call in sports. And it and it and I understand why it's there, but it's been a penalty for so long that nobody is doing it on purpose anymore. Right. I think that you that, that penalty was actually created for Darian Hatcher, the, the, your your favorite player from the Dallas Stars back in the day, because he, he was so fucking slow and shitty. He would get in trouble, but he was a big, yeah. fucking strong, strong man and who could skate. Yeah, he was a That was that was that penalty created for him to shoot, shoot the fuck over the fucking glass. And yep, I'm done. Yeah, and I can get my and I can get my. I go uh, sit in the bench from beside my brother. Yeah, you bet. I can get my my change in and then get someone else who's not fucking bagged. Jesus right? Christ. Yeah, no, it's... You know, uh, it, it, I think these rules should have been done. Like, the, the automatic uh, two two minutes of power play, good. Score, get, getting, a, getting, a, getting a, short, a, a shorty, yeah, re- reward them. So that makes the other team press a little bit more and not just kill the clock or whatever it might be. I don't think they're they're horrible things. I I hope the the NHL brings those things in. Yeah, so do I. I I, I think it it puts pressure on teams to play clean, 
And then it also rewards teams that aren't afraid to take a couple chances and uh, by scoring those uh, shorthanded goals and what have you. And, you know, and then I, I don't care. More scoring is more scoring. And so you got to have your penalty killers out there for two full minutes and uh, don't take a penalty. Don't be stupid. Out of the three majors that we cover here in the 1420 podcast, is the uh, is hockey the had the biggest change the way the game's played with between baseball, hockey, and football. Has hockey changed the most in, in our lifetime? Oh, 100%. 100%. Football is, and baseball are, are at their essence the same. There's a, a the Quarterbacks are a little bit more mobile, and, and but hockey is yeah, way different uh, in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, football, it's like the, the head hunting as well and hits to the head, which I understand. And um, But hockey... I miss football, it. Though, yeah, football. Those the, the players like still are, are of the same skill set, and they're 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 of the same skill, like uh, defensively and offensively. Whereas uh, the the rules for hockey, taking out the rough stuff, has enabled guys that aren't tough. Like I don't care who you were. Like you know, I hate Darren Flurry. I can't stand the fucking guy. He was <laughs> tough. He was tough. Yeah. Right. Like he was the first small guy to be an all star. He was trending right? on uh, Twitter today, and I, I made a mistake of clicking, and I just went. Oh, yeah, yeah, imagine. Yeah, yeah it wasn't for his good. hockey prowess, but no, nonetheless, he's, no, yeah. Um, but he he was tough, right? Um, people like Marty St. Louis, like I guess Doug like Gilmore short, was a right? smaller guy, smaller guy, but like tough, tough. You know, and but now you got players like you know Patrick Kane, and and you know the the small but super skilled and then like i don't know if he would i don't know how tough he is like those maple leaves like martyr but you know what the thing thing with flurry and the thing and not not so and then you go to kane and you go to uh sydney crosby that we talked about tonight over underrated those guys would take a punch in the face and wouldn't mind punching someone back i agree Right. And, and not so much like, like those three, I just mentioned, not like compared to 40 years ago, playing in the fucking Calgary Corral with the, the Oilers and the flames and those battle of Alberta days. But those guys probably could have found a way. There's a lot of guys who like, you, you don't, don't Hoover don't, don't touch me. Right. It's just different. And I, 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 I miss it. I, 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 that's one thing I, I, I love, I loved junior hockey. I love the NHL. I, I, it's kind of, it's, I, I, I miss it. I, I, I miss that grit grinder, Wendell Clark kind of guy, score three goals, spit in your face, getting two fights. There's nothing wrong with that style of hockey. It's just, when that's your only game. And, you know, and I think they can actually take their foot off the gas a little bit because like we've said before, the players that were the, the grit and the fight and, and all that kind of stuff, if that's your only avenue to get to the NHL, that street's closed now, right? If you can contribute even at a probert level, then I think Never. there's still a, I think I still think that there's a place for you in the league because he did have he, he, a good fourth line, great guy. Tough, the deterrent. Can't skate well enough anymore. Yeah, well, I right. I get that, but who can from twenty years ago, right? Yeah, no one can skate. Like like you watch like 
Gretzky at his prime couldn't couldn't keep up with these motherfuckers these days. Yeah, Gretzky's the the greatest player to ever play the game. McDavid's the best player to play the game. Right. You know, Gretzky was never the best at anything except for everything. Yeah, well, here here it is. Also, question: If you if you had twenty Wendell Clark's or twenty Wayne Gretzky's, who wins Stanley Cup? Oh, the Gretzky's, one hundred percent. Twenty Gretzky's against twenty Clark's. Yeah, huh. Gretzky because Gretzky would never hold the puck long enough. Clark would be in the penalty box all the Depends time. Depends who's in that. <laughs> Gretzky. <laughs> no, it's I, I, it's just uh, like I, I like you, you reminisce of summertime hockey camps and now the, the the junior camps are going on. I saw that picture of that kid the other night. You got you reminisce a little bit about the old days and how hockey was and how hockey is now. It's just different. It's just different. It's not better by any means. It's not awful. Um, yeah, I, I still cheer when the Leafs lose and come. You know, every year they, I have my high hopes this year. They're not going to win again this year. It's the way it is. You, you just, you just go like, how did it get? Like, how did it get to this point? Like, how did it go from one? That, that's a great, great question, Dave. Well, how did it go from one extreme, which hockey was extreme, like slap shot was fucking nuts, and that, and that was an actual thing. The way the game was played back in the 70s and the eight, early 80s, slap shot wasn't too far from the fucking truth. In, I in, remember, my, in minor I, hockey, in junior hockey, and on it went, in, in the National Hockey League. You had Terry O'Reilly climbing in the stands of the Boston Garden. Hockey was absolutely bananas. How it went from that to what it is now, how did it happen? <laughs> Well, like anything in, in throughout history, when things when when the pendulum sw- uh, uh, swings too far one way, then you correct it, and it swings too far the other way, right? Because like, yeah. that was it was gross. Oh, like you say, oh, I remember being a kid, and like when I say a kid, that's me going. I stopped going to games, Bronco games, with my folks probably around the age of twelve, thirteen. And then I would go with my friends and stuff, not with my mom and dad anymore. And I remember going to, I remember seeing probably four or five line brawls in my time, like back in the day, like there was, there was line brawls. It was, it was not bench brawls, man. Yeah. Warm up. Yeah. Like shit like that. And that doesn't happen anymore. And that's a good thing. Right. And so maybe it's just like finally and, and lawsuits, maybe insurance is the thing that's pushing this more than anything. Um, but then like, and now it's, sw- it's swinging the other way because like, I, I have no idea about this kid, that baby face you, you shared the picture of. Like he must be so ridiculous with his mitts, but big fucking deal. You know, let's, let's, let's watch a seven year old tiger wood hit the ball 150 yards on the tonight show or whatever the fuck he did. Doesn't mean because you have the, the, the skill to do that doesn't mean you have the ability to do that with men. Right. Like, unless you're a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. I got a funny story. We're talking about about bench brawls and everything else. This is fucking 1992, I was playing for the Bonneville Pontiacs, and there was a line brawl, third period, whatever happened today. Goalie down the other end, he wasn't interested in fucking fighting. I was like, good, whatever. 
Guys were fighting, having it, whatever going on. And the leading scorer for the Olds Grizzly, Eric Fulton, he was the leading scorer for the league. He won the league scoring title last the year before, like 170 points or it was back when junior hockey in 62 games, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, junior hockey back then, goalies had goals against the average of five and a half and whatever. Anyway, so this these guys are like buddies of mine are fighting got other guys of mine with teammate, whatever. Line brawl. Eric Fulton, he rolls up to me and he grabs me. Throws off his gloves, and I throw off my gloves. And you're the goalie? Yeah, I take my helmet off. I go, what the fuck, Foley? He goes, I know you're not going to punch me, so let's let's just stand here and watch these guys fight. I said, yep, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> did, go go to, did, did someone grab their goalie? And, yeah, and someone went down and grabbed him. Yeah, we're good. I'm not punching you. You're not punching <laughs> me. We'll just stand here and watch. Good deal. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of laughs. It was one of those did you, things. Did yeah. you shake his sweater every now I don't and think then we did that. I think we kind of just went like, yeah, maybe a little, like, little, little juke. Like this, <laughs> but there was there was no fist towards face either side. There was, was a like no, yeah, good. In place, yeah, yeah. Good. The gentleman's agreement, a head shaking. Like, but yeah, I said fully, I'm not fighting. He goes, no, no, that's why I grabbed you. No, we're not fighting. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, funny, funny story back there. The, the days the AJHL back in 1992. But anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports, talking a whole lot more. This segment is brought to you by Caldera Lab and CalderaLab.com. Use promo code 1420LAB at CalderaLab.com. And it looks at the Detroit Lions just won themselves a football game tonight. Oh, and I and I uh and I said it that the Detroit's not as good as they think they are, but they did some Super Bowl bound. Detroit Lions. I saw a lot of guys in red jerseys dropping passes. Fuck me. Like that's that's the one thing. No matter how good your quarterback is, he can put it right in the breadbasket. And if we you drop it tonight, we sit on Monday on Tuesday night. Fuck the Chiefs. Fuck the Chiefs. There we go. You are never too old or too cool to show support for your favorite team. Fans Edge, who's an affiliate of Fanatics, has everything a sports fan could possibly be looking for. From hats to apparel to giftware and memorabilia, Fans Edge is the place for you. With hassle-free returns, free shipping on order of over 100 bucks in Canada, and free shipping on all orders in the continental United States, Fans Edge makes it easy to get what you want when you want it. Just click on the link on our Twitter and Facebook accounts, and that will take you directly to our Fans Edge affiliate pages, and you can start shopping. Every time you purchase something from there, it supports the 1420 Sports Podcast as we get a percentage, and that's a good thing. So go to Fans Edge today for all your fan gear needs. Uh, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Uh, this segment is brought to you by the Detroit Lions. We're 1-0 and on this NFL opening eve. They beat the Super Bowl champion, defending Super Bowl champion uh, without Travis Kelsey. Fuck the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Dave, uh, I love Thursday night for one reason, one reason. Only. Not only do they get to talk to you, but you also uh, deliver me a would you rather. Would you rather tonight? I uh, I got the inspiration from I don't know if it was last episode or a Chicago. couple episodes from Chicago. Ah, ha, ha, ha. I love Ario, that song. Ario Speedwagon. They all sound the same. Oh yeah, like on that note too. That we we were camping on the weekend and and they had there's a couple uh, couples I didn't know and where the music was playing and everything like that and. And uh, this one, this a heart song came on. This I love heart. 
a fucking course you do, I said to her. And I had just met her. She goes, what's that supposed to mean? I go, heart is fucking terrible. The only Bless people it. that... The it's only people really, that love heart is is forty five year old women. Well, Deanne's like forty forty one. So oh, yeah. okay, but nonetheless, and like, <laughs> it, it was hilarious. And my buddy would just kill himself laughing. So um, I digress. Nonetheless, would you rather? Uh, from last week, uh, we talked about listening to games uh, on the radio and how it's nice to to listen to a baseball game love when it. you're out and about doing your chores. Would you rather never watch a baseball game again or never listen to a baseball game again? And when I say that, you can you can go watch you can go to a game live. I go live. You can go live. But even if you watch it on TV, there's no sound. There's no, there's no uh there's no play by play. So so if I'm down here in the Yankee Tavern North I have to have it on mute. Correct. But if I'm walking around, have it in my ears, John and Susan from uh, from New York, yeah. I can I can listen to it. Right. Oh fuck, that's a tough one, man. Because the, here's the thing, Dave. Uh, baseball is such a uh, a feel sport, and you can. Yeah, you can see it, but if someone describes it to you, first and third, second and third, two out, this guy's on, the crowd's going nuts, and the voice of baseball stand the test of time. Like I know that that's a very a very cliche statement, but the voice of baseball stand the test of time. And when you when you watch something or you have it on TV and you close your eyes, you know those moments, right? And I don't mind, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, I don't mind not, well, I don't mind listening to a game on the radio. I actually, I, I quite like it. So, if I never get, if I had to pick between the two to never watch a game on TV and listen to a game, I would only listen to a game because the 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 way the descriptions are for a baseball game, so I'm a baseball dork. I would rather listen to a game than watch a game. I was not not rather, but if a game's if the power went out of my TVs and I could listen to it, I'm fine. I'm fine. If the radio went out and I can only watch it, I wouldn't. You know what I'm getting at? I, I would I, I for sure do. I would way rather listen to a game going for a walk and have it in my ears because the, the descriptions of like go back to the, the Vince Scully days, how he would it's a poet, how it would work out, and you could and the way they talk about the game more. I would way rather listen to a game than to never, never watch a game again. A hundred percent. A hundred percent what rather listen to it. Uh, like it's it's not close. I, I agree with you because there's so much baseball and and then you we've been listening to the game for so long that you can picture it in your head. You are going to miss some things like the diving catches and and the the great uh, the 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 six four three double plays and stuff like that. 
Like you're you're gonna yeah. miss yeah, like you'll you'll miss that stuff, but you can picture it and like the leaping and hope. But it's your own picture. Right. So you're gonna see it and like the hot shot to third or whatever happens, right? Um but the day-to-day, like ninety-nine percent of the plays, like when someone who knows what they're doing is calling the game, you have it in your ears and you you know exactly what's happening. Who threw where? Who threw through what? Where and what's happening? And and it's and it's a, it's a little bit of poetry as you go about whatever it is you're doing. And the stories right? behind it, and the, and the way a good broadcaster can put you in the moment. It's it baseball's poetic to me. It, it's so fantastic how they can draw a picture when it comes to a big moment, and you you know what's happening, and they, and you if you be, say if you've been to a stadium before. And you know what's happening, and you have Bautista at third or fucking Encarnacion. Like I can't imagine, like the like I, I remember actually I remember um, 2015. I was working in St. Paul, Alberta, uh, end of a project, so I was just fucking just making money, just there padding my pocket. So I just uh, I was driving a Packer, and I put the Jays game on in my ear uh, from the radio feed out, out of Toronto. And just doing whatever. And when that game was going on, the buildup that that Tom Cheeks, I think it was, was just, it was great. It was great. And then I said, okay, I, I got to get in, in front and see it in my eyes to, to, to what happened. And that was the the, uh, the Bautista home run and on and on it went. A baseball, a good baseball announcer, man, that's poetry. It's poetry. It is. And it's it's like that uh, the Jays guy Dan Schulman. I think he's one of the best. He's right real now. good. Oh, I love his delivery. I love the sound of his voice. He's really good. And then also too now, same question, but now hockey. Would you rather never watch or never listen again for a hockey game? Mm. And yeah, like, and I'm gonna say, like, it's you, you get to hear the sounds of the, uh, like, you know, you get to hear the ice and the puck and shit like that, but you just don't get play by play. I, I think the same way. I think a, a hockey announcer can bring the uh, the excitement out of a game because, in general, like a hockey game, the puck bounces here, the puck bounces there. Like in general, like a, a like a third line winger doesn't the puck on stick very often. But when he when when Patrick Kane's going down the ice, that's longer than his puck was actually on his stick. You know what I mean? So I think I think both the 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 way the announcers can can make it great. I, I really believe that uh, listening to the radio for your sports fan brings up more of the emotion in, in an actual fan, and you, you know, can pitch, and, I- and you can picture it yourself. And I disagree with that. Now I would rather watch hockey because seeing the shots, the one timers, the the dangles that someone like uh, McDavid could do at a million miles an hour, you can't. McDavid crosses the blue line, splits the team, and it's in. But he also did twelve little moves, right? That that's that a good point, his, right? Most, you know, like that. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, and so that's why hockey, because like the magic of hockey, the the is is like in the ho- speed of hockey the game. is more of a. Did you see that? Yeah. Whereas baseball, the memory, 
from fucking 60 years ago will always live on. Right, right. And it, right. and it's and it's it is burning our brain. And with and that's the thing with, with, with the, the, the the two sports is hockey hockey's like baseball such nostalgia. Like nostalgia, like no matter what, it's nostalgia, right? And you could you could put on the fucking Bill Mazarowski shocker around the world and blah blah blah, whatever it might be, and the Kirk Gibson home run. Baseball, you could listen on the radio, and it's it, it's something. It, yeah, yeah, but hockey, I, I guess you got. I'd rather you want to see it. No one, no one can do hockey highlight justice just with a play-by-play like you can't describe what those guys can do at speed right it's it's amazing to me and like and same with some of the goalie saves and 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 that kind of thing the open eyes the open ice hits like you want to see those yeah. hits like you can't describe a big hit and he's met at center ice by pronger and could you imagine being in- being 15 16 years old and in new york city when uh or or wherever and uh listen listening with your family on the radio gathered around the radio when tv wasn't a thing in every household oh right like you know i i remember my granddad telling me about listening to the hockey night in canada on the farm back in the day but that's we're, we're, it. We're on the uh, what to thirty-one years, thirty-two years, no, fifty-two years. Sorry, of the uh, of the uh, summit series with the Russians and Canadians. Yeah, people were gathered around the radio. Yes, there were, there were some people watching on TV, obviously, but it was on the radio, and people were gathered around television. In you know, in you were one year old. Yeah, right? I was a pop. It was seventy-two. Yeah. So Fuck. I just that's crazy. It is. It is crazy. Like, and, and just how that did unite the country and, and, and made it special. And, and how many people did listen to it? Foster Hewitt, I believe, was his yeah, name. Foster the radio, be, yeah. 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 And just the simple fact that I can remember that guy's name where I, and I, and I know his voice and I, I don't know if I ever once in my Henderson life ever scored heard. for Canada. Henderson! <laughs> <laughs> Vladdy Trechak yeah. in that yeah, for yeah. the Russians. Yeah. No, and that uh, people who, and I've, I, one year, year, a couple of years ago now, I was talking about somebody, they were, he was craving over a podcast. And I was, he says, you know, people who like sports, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Cause that means they have no feelings. And I, I totally agree, man. If you don't like sports, there's something wrong with you because whether it be the amateur level, professional level, whatever in between, if you don't follow it, you can't be trusted. And I, and I completely agree. That means you have no feelings and, and no, there's nothing, there's nothing inside. Nothing. I, I will disagree with that because if sports ain't your bag, sports ain't your bag. You know, like I, I can't play guitar. I can't draw a picture. I can't sculpt anything too, right? I'll so, figure it out. <laughs> well let's you and i both like uh pick up the i'll pick up guitar you start uh fucking you buy a pottery wheel and we'll see who who makes I'll, something go sculpt the structure <laughs> if you don't like sports or something wrong with you i don't know go spin that clay anyways dave what are you going to the rest of the week um well, it's, it's thursday already isn't it it's, jesus it's christ thursday already four day week 
Got work tomorrow. Got some shit to do this weekend. Um, start taking care of like fall chores start now too. Oh. Now, eh? You know how that goes. But uh, as uh, I have um, want to do first uh, NFL Sunday of the week, gonna make myself about well not myself. I'm gonna make the family about four gallons of fucking chili. We'll uh, we'll eat that and freeze it up and 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 Daddy's gonna eat some chili and and watch some football on Sunday. This Sunday, I'm uh, I'm obligated to make a cake tomorrow for some reason. I got myself into it. I don't know what I'm doing, but whatever. Well, that, that, how hard is that? Do you just buy some Duncan Hines and? That's exactly what I did, actually. Why wouldn't you? Well, what, like I said earlier on last night, or when before we went over here, I saw those two guys from PBA at the grocery store there across the street. There, I saw this cake thing. Duncan Hines or some three or four different kinds of them. And I said, uh, these those look good. And Deanne says, well, why don't you make one of them? I was like, yeah. And I was like, fuck. As soon as I said it. Chocolate? Oh, angel food? Uh, it was a chocolate something. Yeah, it's going to be really good. I'm quite excited. Like when Did she you- gets home tomorrow, when it, when it, after it, there'll be nothing left. I'll eat the whole thing. Uh, the, are you going to ice it? Did you buy the icing too, or you make your icing? There, I bought icing. <laughs> so really, it's something that my kid did in grade six, whole match. Oh, I made right. it into Betty Crocker whole the thing in the, 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 the back in nineteen eighty six, man. There's something I'm not splitting the atom here by any means. Yeah. Like all you have to do is like add a, a quarter, an eighth of a cup of oil. I'm pretty and- certain if I just throw all the ingredients in the counter, the, the, the open the door up, the fruit flies to come up, put it together, and they eat themselves. <laughs> it's not going to be hard. No, but it's a it's a labor of love, I guess. Whatever, it's a labor. You want cake? It doesn't make you a bad guy. I'm gonna walk across you and buy a different cake and throw the other one away. But whatever. Are you gonna make it? Are you gonna make it a tall one or like a, like a, a in a pan like brown? I liked I liked uh, the the uh, tall cake. I like the double layer personally. Kind of, oh, okay, like a bunt cake kind of thing. Yeah, it, it means more. Like that thing yeah. is born a pan, a double cake, put candles in it for well, rich, rich or happy Swifty day or something. I don't know, whatever. Ah, it's nice that you want to do that for your girl. Yeah, she's a good girl. She's a good girl, even though she listens to Swifty too oh, much. Oh, geez. Swifty was rocking upstairs, finally turned it off. Jesus, fuck. That's what I'm talking to you for so long. I don't want to go upstairs when Swifty's so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's no sense going upstairs and watching the last place New York Yankees either. Uh, they lost against they, they, This is funny. They're, they're over 500 now, though. Uh, they're back to. They lost. Oh, okay. Tonight. I was, uh, we, before we went over to, to Mojo's there, I uh, I said, they're, they've been playing pretty good lately because they brought a bunch of kids up. <laughs> yeah. I said, they're six games out with 25 games left, whatever it is. I said, there, there's a slight chance. Like, not slight, impossible. Slight, slight. Not, like, I'm not that, like, I, I know how math works. And then, yeah, they're six out. And they won six in a row. Things are good. They bring the young kids up. Things are good. And then sat down over at Mojo's there. And uh, they were down 8-3. I went, ah, that's it. Deanne says, you know, I liked you a lot more 10 minutes ago. 
hopeful, hopeful, Brent. I was hopeful, and I was like, <laughs> fuck me. Because they're, they're playing the Tigers? Is that who? Yeah, they or, went two or three against oh. Tigers. They, that's someone, oh. somebody you got to sweep, right? But Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. That's all I got. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talk and a whole lot more. Take care of each other. More importantly, take care of yourself because we need you around. Keep you sticking the ice. And what else, Dave? I don't want to see Jim swing at high pitches. Jim, go out, make some beer, and have some good times. We'll talk to you guys again on uh, Monday night. Happy NFL opening weekend, everybody. It's fall's here. School's in. NFL's on Sundays. Fuck the Chiefs. Have a good night. Conduct yourselves accordingly.